it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. joined today by Cassandra Knight. She is a professional clairvoyant, astrologer, and tarot reader. Throughout her 28-year career, she has performed readings for many people from all walks of life. Her astrology columns and feature articles have appeared in various newspapers and magazines ranging from the Herald Sun to Elle. Cassandra enjoys helping her clients by providing practical and constructive support and advice. She is proficient in many different fields of expertise and can offer clients a combination of services in one reading to give an in-depth holistic analysis. She loves working with women in business and starting one that wishes to align their life purpose, talents, and challenges to achieve life and business success. I'm joined now by Cassandra, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, your bio is pretty impressive, I've got to say. Yes. Well, I guess I've been sort of doing it a long time, and I've had um, a, some interruptions at the beginning when I had my son, but then um, it's sort of followed through, my, I guess, my, most of my adult life. It's been, yeah. Um, yeah, my vocation, I guess. It's pretty cool. It's, I love, you know, talking to people who've been able to align their passion with what they do in business. And it sounds like that's what you do for yourself and also what you've been able to do for other people as well through the work that you do. Yes, uh, I just find it, um, it just adds that level of fulfillment when you can understand what that is for you and um, I, I guess I've been lucky to be able to have that in my life and to unlock that for other people is a wonderful thing to be able to do. Yeah okay so I'm aware that astrology is a bit of a complicated you know sort of well I don't know is it a science or not I'm going to find out about that in a second but I do want to know a bit about how your astrology journey started. How did your foray into that world get kicked off? I guess um, from when I was quite young, I think I was probably about 10, 11, I remember just wanting to know everybody's start, their birthday, so I can work out what their sun sign is. And then I got more curious when I was probably about in year eight and I came across um, Linda Goodman's Sun Sign Astrology book. And uh, of course, you know, with the girlfriends, we'd be looking up everybody's um, sun sign. I have that book too. <laughs> you have that book too? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a staple of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Beyond. Um, and I remember one girl saying to me, oh, you're an Aries and that means that you're, you know, very bossy and not very nice. And I remember being sort of a bit kind of taken aback thinking, no, that's not all of me or me. <laughs> and um, so it made me sort of more curious to think, hang on a sec, there's more to this than meets the eye. We're not, we, how can we all just fit into 12 um, categories uh, in our character? And uh, then I did a little bit more investigating and realized that I had a sun and moon in Pisces. So it made me a lot more sensitive or particularly to know what people would say about me. Um, and that made me think, okay, there's more to this than just the sun signs. And of course I was only in year eight and um, I didn't have the, I guess, opportunity or the will really to go deeply into it. So it came about again when I was uh, in my early twenties I was already on my path of being a tarot reader and really interested in many metaphysical subjects, trying to work out um, yeah, my place in the cosmos. And uh, I ended up, I, I've had the, the beauty in my life that it's, I've had a lot of synchronicity, things that have come at the right time. Mm -hmm. And at the time I had moved to Tasmania and um, I had one really good friend and <laughs> she was the one who actually, again, it was a book that we both bought because we both had this interest in astrology. 
and we tried to this was before the time of computers where you could just print out charts within seconds and we tried to um, work out how to do the mathematics of doing a chart through this book and we realized it was beyond we just couldn't work it out <laughs> so yeah. that was a real hindrance to you know understanding more of our own charts and she happened to have a friend who was um, who was a teacher in uh, part part time with her husband, and from there we uh, were able to become students in her uh, with her and her husband, and um, that was my beginning of the passion for astrology. Really getting stuck into it, understanding it, and I could share that with my friends. So we sort of lived and breathed it. Uh, <laughs> And um, yeah, so that's where it started. Uh, and from there, I have, um, I guess, done, it's helped me my own life in understanding myself and uh, breaking patterns and feeling, well, feeling better about when things were really difficult in my life mm. um, and helping my clients as well through my work as a tarot reader, but also as an astrologer, um, to understand their own lives and um, the patterns, the patterns that sort of come out through your, when you understand your natal chart. I was going to say that, you know, that's quite a benefit to you to have the, you know, the psychic, you know, working for you at the same time as doing the astrology. You're kind of coming at it from a almost a scientific point of view when you look at how everything's aligned and then you have your intuitive ability as well which comes to support and almost add in some parts that might be missing do you do you think so um i think there is um like you of course you understand all the basics and the meanings and there is an art form to interpreting the chart and there is uh, an intuitive side as well to be able to have a sense of how how, the, how how something might play out for a person or how they might experience it. Uh, but it's not so much from, that's not coming from the rational mind, but maybe the intuitive where you get impressions and feelings. Um, so yeah, it is very handy, I must yeah. say. Yeah. So I want to find out a bit more about astrology and what it is exactly. You've mentioned natal charts. So I guess we'll talk about that probably you know, shortly anyway, but is astrology considered to be a science? Uh, not, not these days. It's more a metaphysical science. Um, if we take it back to ancient times, the astrologers were the first scientists before, you know, there were sophisticated instruments to uh, measure the, you know, physical world. Um, in ancient times, you know, they were the original scientists who tried to understand the environment by looking at the stars, the planets, the moon, the sun, the seasons, um, and how that affected them. Maybe, you know, then it was whether they're going to have a good crop or when, when to actually plant things, um, how it affected their um, society at the time. And it was used more for um, predicting... Um, things to do with the rulers uh, rather than individuals because people ne didn't necessarily have you know their that a much choice in their lives they were tended right. to be restricted by who was their ruler at the time right. and I guess through time it's um, gone through many phases um, during you know renaissance time a lot of the scientists uh, we're also astrologers um, mm. and it sort of was went hand in hand and um, and a lot of things like medicine um, has they come from astrology in some ways I don't mean our modernist modern medicine but yeah. how people in that time understood health uh, uh, particularly things like the humors and the elements um, and I guess that the discovery of more precise instruments to measure, you know, the, the cosmos and the sky, uh, really created that schism as well, I guess, separating astrology from science. And it became more a sort of a metaphysical 
mm-hmm. pursuit, mm-hmm. particularly in our day and age. It's more yeah. sort of with understanding the spiritual side of the person and how that uh, how they live it out in the world. So when I think of astrology, I've always looked, I mean, I read Linda Goodman's um, book and, uh, you know, I've always read my horoscope as well. And it's funny how, you know, sometimes when I've read horoscopes to other people, they'll go, oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. And it could be because there are other, you know, things at play, planets are in different alignment. Maybe they're not fully true with that particular sun sign. So you kind of alluded to it earlier when you talked about your natal chart, but I guess astrology is not just your horoscope. It's more than that. Well, it's interesting. Horoscope actually means the your actual natal chart. So oh, there the you go. <laughs> in the paper, um, they've adopted that name for it, but it's not actually, I guess, what um, the original meaning of horoscope is. Oh, um, so the, I guess to make the distinction... Um, the horoscope that you read in the paper is sun sign astrology, which okay. is really just breaking everyone up into 12 signs. And your horoscope is the, uh, your chart, the chart that you're casting is also called a horoscope. Okay. Yeah, and it is really the study of patterns and relationships of the planets in motion and um, how that... <clears throat> Like you'll set your individual chart, which is based on the time you were born, the place, and um, the date. And then as you're looking at the chart in time, as you're um, developing as a person, you're looking at that how the planets in motion relate to your natal chart, which is like your unique um stamp or blueprint of um you know your your journey can two people have the same needle chart yes i do like twins although twins might have a few minutes um between yeah. each other and there are obviously people born on the same time same place yeah. but um and yeah the, you would there would be people with the same chart uh, but they'd have to be born in the same place, same time, and mm. um, same date. So it would be fascinating to see if you could find those people and to see the chart, like where their life went and how they're similar, or you know how they use different skills to do different things. That would just be an interesting book. To yeah, read. <laughs> I think the closest I've come to that would be twins and yeah. looking at twins and how they um for one twin they're more like they can sort of express one part of the chart or develop it more than the other and they there's obviously similarities but they may choose through their own free will to um you know concentrate on a particular strength or move through a particular sort of challenge and that i find that really interesting yeah i I find that interesting like you can get you know the shy twin and the more outgoing one and how yeah. that play out in the chart. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's interesting. So what kind of things can people use their chart for? What kind of information can they glean from it? Okay, there's so much. It's um, it, because it's like the blueprint of your soul journey, as we say. And um, so you can really, one beautiful quote that I um, have here from Llewellyn, George, a famous astrologer from the um, early century, last century, was very much about um, there's sort of no sense in blindly following your so-called fate. We should learn to direct it. So that I kind of really like that quote in that um, we're not sort of here to just blindly think, well, this is a really static um, thing called our natal chart and we're just going to follow it and our life's going to be fine yeah it's very boring it doesn't work yeah it's <laughs> it's a difference almost between taking responsibility and going with the flow at the same time as opposed to just letting life happen to you yeah so, and I guess that's um there's a power in that if we have yeah yeah you know, have that sense that we are sort of the driver of our destiny 
okay, we are given another, I guess, analogy would be we're given these seeds specific to us and um, we're sowing the seeds in a particular environment and depending how we tend to our garden, so to speak, is how successful we're going to be. And in that as well is thrown um, what's happening around us and what challenges we come across um, Mm -hmm. to either hinder or help um, this uh, process. So getting back to how it can help us, it gives us some real insight into ourselves, how we fit into the world. It can give us that wisdom on a metaphysical sort of system of how what's our soul journey and development. And um, it can also give us meaning for our lives as well and where it doesn't seem all just random random and chaos, uh, that there seems to be some kind of meaning and system and understanding. So can astrology tell you, you know, your strengths and sort of help you when you are making maybe career choices or deciding to embark, you know, even places in the world that maybe you should travel to, for example, can it get that sort of niche down? Um, it, it really can, like particularly for wow. things like, um, say, finding your vocation. Now, it will, it may not say become an engineer, but it may say, hey, you've got this real ability to uh, be analytical and have very, you know, structured way of using your mind to solve problems and you're more um, drawn towards creating order and having answers and fixing things. Um, And that might Mm. come through having you know, a good Saturn, a good Jupiter, a good Mercury. Um, and and it's it would be placed in a particular part of your chart. For instance, your 10th house, which is about your um, career. It can be about what you have to um, give to the world, in a sense, or how others in the world see you. And it can be vocation or it can be your career, but not everybody necessarily has a career. But yeah. it can okay what's what are you giving to the world of yourself and for some some people it might be you know that they do charitable work or that they're wonderful parents and supporters of others and that Mm. can come out in the child as well so and the other thing I wanted to mention about there's a whole lot of branches of astrology one is a cartiography and it places your chart on, on a world map and it can show um, uh, sort of that particular energy manifesting in that country. And for me specifically, mm. I have Venus going through New Zealand. And um, I remember thinking, oh, one of my first boyfriends was from New Zealand and Venus is the planet of love. And it was a very, you know, lovely experience. And I remember when I learned astrology, went, oh, wow, that really fits. And then later when I got to visit, um, to go to New Zealand years later, uh, it was a place I felt really happy and that I loved. Yeah. And um, another one was um, I have Mercury in going through Greece and that's the uh, place where my parents were born and Mercury is about language so I am bilingual Um, so that kind of fitted in too that I had this Mercury sort of playing out in that country it's so interesting yeah so it it is really interesting sort of study there's Mm. lots of different branches of astrology it's funny because I've gone to places before and I just felt like I belonged there so I'm sure Many of our listeners have had that experience as well. And it'd be interesting to see whether or not there's a correlation with their chart, whether, yeah, in fact, you know, there's something working for you in that area of the world that would enable you or would inspire you to feel that way. Yes. And it's, um, it is really interesting, particularly for people that have done a lot of traveling. So you can say, oh, yes, does that fit with you or not? Um, I know I have these very sort of difficult planets 
in my own chart there they go through um the west coast of america and i remember a friend wanting me to come and go uh travel with him to at the time los angeles and i went oh i don't think i really want to go <laughs> i don't want to test that one out <laughs> And whereas everyone else who doesn't know they just they just <laughs> blindly go there and <laughs> I mean it may have not happened but you know it was very sort of um, uh, difficult planets that could manifest in violence or and I thought well oh, I geez. don't really want to test that it probably would have just been that we would have had fought and and not got along or something yeah <laughs> but I yeah didn't leave to tell that I mean didn't go down that path so um yeah but you also because you knew that you might have manifested that uh, true yeah I mean, I mean that's, that's the possible. thing though isn't it where you have choice I could have gone been mindful of that and thought well I better not get into arguments or be more mindful and stay safe rather yeah. than blaming it on the stars and saying oh well this you know Mars Uranus agitating energy means we're going to have a fight yeah that's right so you take responsibility for your reactions when yes. times get tough in that scenario yeah i like that so you know that kind of brings me to the question i guess about free will in relation to astrology and you know can you sort of override your you know your blueprint <laughs> if you wanted to i believe that if we're you know if we have if we have this sort of soul consciousness and we we don't want to be necessarily bound by um, our restrictions, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, that we can override it. But it takes sort of incredible insight, discipline, understanding, um, spiritual evolution um, to to do that. And yeah. Uh, but it's possible, yes. Yeah, I do believe that. If I we guess do. in a free world, free will world, anything is possible. I mean, we're taught that all the time. Yeah, but I guess most of, most of us don't have that um, conviction, that uh, will, that insight to to go beyond our restrictions, our limitations, um, and that's where. You know astrology can yeah. say well this is what you can potentially do <laughs> this is where you can get stuck yeah. and bogged down and just repeat patterns can astrology predict the future cassandra yeah i don't believe anything can predict the future um you know it can give you a sense of the energies ahead and how they might manifest like i'll give you an example we had a really strong planetary um configuration earlier on this year with saturn and pluto in capricorn and that's a really um strong energy that doesn't happen very often because Pluto and Saturn, they move slowly, particularly Pluto. It takes 276 wow. years to go through the Zodiac. Um, so there were a lot of astrologers were going, oh, okay, well, how is this going to manifest? We knew that it was going to create upheaval with, um, with stability, our structures, governments, um, because Capricorn, does rule sort of well rules and governments and structures and pluto is very much about um bringing about enormous change in order for rebirth for things to um well to wow. to be able to you know make new out of the old to get rid of and the interesting thing was we had jupiter I think that was around April where um, Jupiter, whatever it touches is, is about excess or expansive. So we had this um, other configuration with Mars and Jupiter hitting this configuration. Uh, and that's when um, fascinating we had the pandemic. And uh, so it, I don't think anyone really, sat there and said this yeah. is going to be a pandemic and predicted it exactly as it is but all the ingredients were there 
and it manifested in a way that, yeah. hey, it has affected our economies, our governments, um, our everyday life. It's interesting how, you know, when you're talking, that made me feel that if you're across, you know, where the planets are sitting at a particular time, you might be prepared for, you know, technology to fail or people to be a bit agitated. So you can almost, you're almost more prepared in the world to deal with all of these things. Whereas the rest of us are like, I don't know what's happening, but you, you go, well, it's because you know, this planet was around and this planet. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's really true on the weekend where we had a full moon and a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius and Mars was hitting it off. And, and it was a really tense time. And I remember thinking, I just want to hide. I don't want to be, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to sort of push it because there was a lot of tension People were on edge yeah. and we saw it worldwide with protests. Um, and, and Sagittarius oh, wow. is about what's right, seeking truth, breaking down belief. Um, so it was all happening, you know, in the world. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just going to hide little old me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, though, because at the time of recording, the Black Lives Matter movement has really you yes. know, gone all over the world. There are uh, rallies and protests yeah. all over and it's just it's amazing it must be amazing for you to know this stuff and then see it enacted in the world and the environment around you well it is wonderful it fits so nicely with um sociology really the you know the study of human beings as a group yeah. um it also there's another branch of astrology that just it's called mundane astrology and it um, looks at politics and countries um, so it is this amazing tool where you can understand so many things about life, whether it's, you know, countries, societies, and so the cycle of human beings throughout the ages as well. There's even an understanding of, say, ancient worlds and what um, was going on for them um, and, and how at this time we are more in a age of Aquarius and that's not just the 60s but it is sort of more far-reaching it's like a 25,000 year cycle of the zodiac so when you're kind of thinking that that sort of huge time frame it, it helps you to see that we that there is this evolution of human beings and our time on earth and how we're evolving and uh, yeah, it can really blow your mind pretty much, Laura. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it did blow mine out when I sort yeah. of started to study it. And yeah, it's an amazing system. Yeah, it's amazing. And you're constantly validated as well when these things happen and you, when you understand the connections and then you see it unfold. I mean, that would just feel constant validation for the work that you're doing and the knowledge you have. Yeah, and also that, you know, we, that's, um, it's not just, like, you still have this wonder that, oh, that's worked out this way. For instance, Uranus is the planet that when it hits things in the world, it really surprises us. Like, we think we've got it all worked out, and Uranus comes along and goes, here we go, this is going to blow you out. You think you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the um the mind of god in a sense enlightening human beings to see things beyond their perception um so it's kind of it's always growing and you're learning and we're evolving it's not this fixed thing yeah yeah well especially with you know the world and the planets and everything is moving i mean it's it's yeah. obvious they're moving. So they're there's moving. going to be something that happens with that. Can we talk a little bit, Cassandra, about the moon? Yeah, well, the moon is really interesting in that, okay, it's got, you know, a 28 day cycle um, in the sky and it affects the, um, well, the tides on earth. And they say that it affects human beings because we're made up of, I think, 90, 95% water or something like that. Um, I don't know physiologically if that's true, 
But definitely, um, it's even been documented that people do tend to get more emotional and heightened around full moons. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the moon is supposed to govern our emotions and um, our day, like how we are monthly, I guess, cycles for women as well. Um, mm -hmm. So there seems to be, if we're not necessarily in our rational minds, the, the moon does affect our emotions, subconscious self, our habits, um, our fears sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like the moon is very sort of powerful in that way. Um, I don't have a source for this comment, but I have heard <laughs> um, in, in my travels that, you know, emergency rooms tend to fill up more during the full moon. Yes, I've heard that was too. interesting. And also um, mental health um, emergencies in particular, where people mm. uh, seem to be really agitated in places like, um, uh, say, dementia patients oh, okay. uh, tend to be more agitated around a full moon. Uh, I've sort of read bits and pieces. I've actually asked the, just out of curiosity, I asked the um, one of the nurses at my where my mum was in a nursing home if that was true, and she said that it did seem to Correlate. have a um, correlation there with the full moon. I was thinking these uh, nurses and doctors and stuff, they all should take an astrology course. So they should have an <laughs> astrology reading so that it could be flagged. I don't think they okay, need one. you need to have extra staff on these these days. <laughs> yeah, they're knowing they can feel it before it happens they're going oh no yeah. we know it's coming yeah there's you know, a grumbling in the earth yep that's it so are there things coming up you know um at the at the moment of recording this it's mm. uh it's june 11th 2020 so it's difficult because we never know when people are going to be listening to the podcast because it's yeah. evergreen and stays forever but i would be interested in knowing you know for our listeners who get to hear this pretty soon whether or not there's anything coming in the next maybe six months that people should be sure. ready for. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of unrest in the world and people are probably looking for a bit of a break. Yeah. Well, um, this, um, so June until I think mid July, we've got, um, two lunar eclipses and a, a solar eclipse. So the next, I think the next four to six weeks are going to be a little bit intense for all of us emotionally. So I don't think with, I think the black lives matter that probably won't settle down for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. It'll be more like mid July. Um, and then talking about that other configuration that happened earlier in January and April that coincided with the pandemic. Uh, there's another, um, like because the planets appear to go backwards, they don't actually go backwards. It's just our, how we're orbiting, how we're orbiting the um, the uh, the planets, and it looks like we're going backwards. That's what that's called retrograde. So what can oh. happen is <clears throat> that comes about again, the same sort of energy coming up again at the end of June, and then again twelfth of November. So that might be again a time when the pandemic, we might have like the second wave, mm. hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, it may manifest in that way. Yeah. Um, it can also be unrest around um, politics as well. Jupiter also connected to politics. Oh, you know, it's that interesting. Yes. 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 The U.S. Say election. <laughs> the U.S. election is yes, in November. <laughs> And I'm Canadian for our listeners at home. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, That's just in case right. they thought that was part of what. No, I, I just yeah. know that because the whole world knows that. So that's and interesting, interesting really interesting. Oh. And America was founded um, 270, around, around about 276 years ago. So they're going through a Pluto return. Pluto's going to the same um, position sort of I mean the same sign that they, that when they were founded so mm -hmm. for them it's going to be a, a total transformation and change we don't know how it's going to work out but um, I think we all have a sense that yeah they're heading towards um, they're going to look like a different country 
Yeah, well, and the U.S. is such an impactful country on the whole world that whatever shift and change they go through, um, because we did learn earlier in the uh, in the conversation that Pluto is all about getting people to think a different way, isn't it? Gives you a Uh, different insight or challenges you. It usually is about sort of breaking down the old to make way for new. So it usually has really profound effects. They're not necessarily um, all of a sudden. It can be like a build-up, a build-up, and then a volcanic explosion. That's the best way I can explain it. Like Mm. there's always the rumblings going on with the volcanic explosion, and then suddenly it all comes out. And it's very similar sort of energy um pluto actually rules volcanic eruptions so, oh my um, God. so and that's around like, november too you said yeah so there's like wow. you know, the rumblings you know over the past two years um something is coming uh it's wow. not to be feared i think that's what yeah. astrology has helped me to understand that, that everything is cyclic that we might go through a really difficult cycle, but then we come out of it and there's, there is growth, there is positive things. And then, yes, we might go through this tumultuous time where it turns everything upside down, but then there's, um, there's opportunity for regrowth, like the Phoenix coming out of the ashes. It's a similar sort of thing. Rebirth. That's such a beautiful visual. I just love that when people bring that up because it's so clear in your mind's eye when you can see, you know, the phoenix rising from the ashes and just the beauty from that. It's going to be a fascinating ride. I can tell you that much for us to watch this all unfurl and to see what happens. Absolutely. Yes, it is. And and to be, it really is, um, you know, probably going to be one of the biggest times in our lifetime. For us, yeah. Lauren. Um, well, that's when, saying much because we're super young. So. Well, you are, yes. <laughs> I still feel young. But yes, it's um, going to be those sort of defining moments. Yeah. I always think of my parents going through World War II or my grandparents actually going through um, the Depression, World War II in Europe and thinking, gosh, that really defined their lives and what happened afterwards. And um, I remember my mother saying to me, oh, you're going to have this wonderful child because they migrated to Australia. And she would say, oh, you're going to have this wonderful, you know, childhood and your early years. My mum was a bit psychic too, I believe. And she said, oh, you might be like your grandparents where, you know, they had a difficult time in their middle years. (laughs) And now I look back and I think, you know, mum, you knew something there. She had this sort of understanding But that being said, going back to what you said before, well, I always like to use the example of, you know, before there's, you have to break down to break through or at a breakdown, you can break through and, you know, yeah, we're going through some unrest, but you know, for me, I'm of the mindset that it's long overdue and I'm, I'm so happy to see these shifts happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm excited for what's mm. to come. And, you know, I don't live in the US or anything, but my family's in, in Canada. So, you know, North America is going to be affected and then still on the world stage. And that being said, it's the catalyst for, I think, a bigger change worldwide anyway. That's it. All these yeah. shifts that are happening. And, you mm. know, we can't, I don't think we can grow as humans and as souls if we keep doing the same thing, you know, the same way. It's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation. If you don't take responsibility for your life, life essentially will just pass you by. And That's you know, right. this is part of that. This is part of, yeah, people standing up for a better world. And, you know, our listeners on the afterlight, you know, they're listening because they know there's more than just... Yeah right now and and our human selves you know or they're figuring that out for themselves if they don't think that yeah and we really are growing we can't stay static there's no going back to the good old days which don't exist anyway um we've got to look forward and um trying to create a better more interesting world that's our journey as human beings on earth and our soul journey i believe yeah I believe that too. So can you tell me or maybe share 
you know, some stories or examples of where you've seen astrology helped people. I know that you, you work with a variety of clients, but I know that you do specialize working with female entrepreneurs. Did you have any, you know, kind of memorable experiences that stood out where you've seen astrology really help somebody, you know, why confidence or make a decision or whatever? Um, I remembering that sort of early on, probably maybe 15 years ago, one of my clients, um, she was really searching for a change in her career. At the time, she was a photographer and uh, very, she was quite successful. She'd been working for 20 years as a photographer and she just felt that there was some more. She wanted to do something else. She didn't quite know what it was and she came and had a, a reading and um I remember saying to her, look, you have this amazing ability to be able to help um, help others to really uh, break old patterns and old habits and help to heal in some way. And, um, and uh, it was all about the sort of the subconscious. Um, I was looking at her moon and Mars and Chiron. And um, she was one of these people that she had this or could really have, she was very good at communicating and very clear. Um, and I said to her, looking at something to do with counselling or healing um, and particularly connected to the subconscious mind and something like sort of hypnotherapy. I didn't say that at the time, but it ended up is a few years later, she came, we, uh, she came and told me how I really influenced her to take that path and start studying hypnotherapy and meditation. And uh, she found, has found it really satisfying and it's helped her to heal certain blocks within herself as well. She found it was this wonderful way she could um, unlock certain blocks within herself by helping others and that's very much a Chiron thing of the wounded healer where you're helping others you're helping yourself by helping others um, so that was a wonderful sort of confirmation there that it sort of helped her to find um, to even really consider something like that because she wasn't really thinking of that but then later it ended up being just the right thing for her and um, she to this day I think still is working in that field it's funny because sometimes, you know, I'm sure it's happened to everyone where someone plants a seed and it mm -hmm. germinates and all of a sudden, you know, it sprouts this whole life, you know? So I, for example, I wanted to uh, originally be on TV for doing news and yeah. my mother thought I was suited to the radio, not because <laughs> of how I look or anything, just... <laughs> You know, because in radio school, we always had jokes about how, you know, we have face for radio. Anyway, radio, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah but <laughs> and then, you know, over the years, you know, and now I'm doing a podcast, you know, 20 years after I went to radio school, 18 yeah. years or something like that. But it's just, it's funny how somebody's validating you or somebody's planting a seed, you know, you know, that woman would have been open to a change in her life and you presented her with a couple of choices that for whatever reason just resonated in her soul. And I and really believe that timing, you know, what that's even for her to be attracted to me, to see me at that time, that that's all the synchronicity as well tied into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, you know, you go, you, I know you said synchronicities. It's funny because do you, do you say coincidences or synchronicities over coincidences? I mean, we know there's a divine plan. That's yeah. basically what I'm trying to say. I'm rambling here, but. I am a fan of Jung, the psychologist. Oh, yeah. Psychiatrist, sorry. Yeah. Um, and his um, theories of synchronicity that the, um, I guess that sort of divine guidance that there are sort of signs and things line up that's kind of ruled my life I've had so many profound synchronicities to the point where I feel like it's a bit of a cosmic joke because the things that have happened <laughs> I, love I think that. what are the chances <laughs> that's wonderful and I bet you anything you have gratitude every time those things happen and that's why they keep happening 
They do. That's right. And also, yeah. I think it's that Aries part of me that has the courage to go, yes, I'm going to jump in. I don't It's It looks mad, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm an Aries too. So I totally get that. And when you said at the beginning where you're talking about your friends saying you're bossy, um, I had someone send me a quote a little while ago and it said, I'm not bossy. I just have great ideas. Yeah, I believe that. And it's interesting. It's like, you might, and it, you know, you're not, that's the thing. You're not necessarily bossy in all areas of your life. Like for me, it wasn't in, in at school, it was more at home. I was the eldest and I was bossy with my sibling and she will attest to that. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> she used to call me the queen. Can I speak to you now? <laughs> but, you know, in the outside world, which is like your ascendant, your moon, I was a Pisces, so I was more sort of quiet in the background, blended in. People saw a softness there. Mm-hmm. And that's in your earlier years, that's usually how you come across. It's through your moon and your your rising sign. So it's really, yeah, it's been amazing. I've loved it. And um, I keep I keep loving it. <laughs> yeah, but, so, you know, I love this discussion because it's, it's made me look at astrology in a totally new way. And even just talking about how the constant flow, you mm. know, for me, I mean, we did talk about how we're not static, you know, and everything is just shifting and evolving. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, it sounds to me that when you know some of the stuff that you know, you're preparing yourself to be okay. I know that, you know, there might be some challenges coming up I'm going to be really hyper aware of how how I react to them yes yeah and it really helps us because what are we trying to do we're trying to find balance in life trying to get through the ups and downs and not uh, you know drown or we we're just trying to keep afloat really excuse all the cliches there but (laughs) we are but it's true we that's what we're trying to do in life trying to find peace yeah and like surf, you know, surf those waves, go through the ups and downs and try and um, go with that flow. I think surfers do talk about that where they're in the zone. Yeah. And they have like a transcendental experience when they're out at sea and they're riding that wave and they are so in tune with that, the force of that wave. Um, I find that a really powerful metaphor. I do too. Well, how we operate in life like if we um aware of that energy which some people might call say the chi or the prana in yoga if we're aware of that and that energy flow we can harness it and work with it and Mm -hmm. um, enhance our lives our health our journey Mm -hmm. and i think that you know when you're not flowing that's when your synchronicities or your coincidences, those, yes. that's when those stop. And True. so when you get these validations, you know, where you get your, your little signs or when you're thinking of a song and it plays on the radio, or yes. when you think of a friend and you run into them at the grocery store, whatever the case may be, those are, you know, for me, I like to remind people to pay attention to the golden nuggets in your life. Cause those are your signposts. Absolutely. They're yeah. so important. And we have that real aha moment. It, it helps us to um, connect to our spiritual selves. We yeah. have that feeling that, okay, I'm on track. Or yeah. I mean, some people call it their guides, you know, giving them messages and whatever your terminology is. We do have a, a feeling. We, there's something that happens for us at those times. And, um, not yeah. just mentally, but we have a knowing, a feeling, which I think is very powerful a validation that you are where you're meant to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, You know, we have about 10 minutes left in our talk today. I did want to ask you some, you know, other questions sort of off topic if, you know, you're open to that. But I wanted to make sure that I covered off everything you wanted to discuss about, you know, astrology before we launched into that. It's been wonderful to be able to explain how I use astrology, how I see it, on my understanding that it is just wonderful to give us that insight, wisdom and perspective in our lives. I feel that, you know, when you talk about it, though, it it reminds me that we're supported 
and that there's a blueprint that we're working with. And if we're lost or we're confused or we want validation, that there's a tool that can help you to say, hey, you know, you're on your way or keep this in mind, you know? Absolutely. And it can help us to plan as well, that we understand that um, there are cycles within cycles. And that's um, when we look at the planets, it helps us to understand, okay, at this stage of our lives, it's going to be more useful for us to do these things or to focus on these things. And for some people, it's not all the same. Like if I give you an example, for me, in my early days, it was really important to me to have um, life experiences and have um, to really explore ideas and different lifestyles and say for other people that I knew that were my peers it was maybe more important for them to develop their careers or have you know buy a house have a family and when I could understand you know you know years later in my 30s when I look back and I went okay I didn't do these things but it fits in with who I am and what I needed to do Mm -hmm. as a person and it, um, yeah, it just gave me an understanding that everyone has a different path. And if you have a view of it, it helps you to be more accepting. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it also helped me to, um, I guess, harness other things in my life so I could start becoming more secure. Then it became about security and stability. Yeah, <laughs> after you had all your fun. Yeah, after I had all my fun, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think we do compare, you know, and you, you do need to work at not doing that sometimes. It's natural okay. to do that. And I think that when you remember that you're on your own journey, that unless you have a twin and they're identical to you, you know, yeah. you're, you're not you're not on the journey as any on the same journey as anyone else. And, you know, I don't know if you read the book, The Four Agreements, but you know, it's a fabulous little read. It's so worth reading. And um, it's one of those books that, you know, I can't keep on my shelf because every time I I buy a copy, I find someone who actually needs it more than me and I give it to them. (laughs) But one of the things that it talks about is, you know, not taking anything personally because you were born to different parents at a different time than I was. So we're already not on the same, you know, playing field. Yeah. So, you know, if you say that, yeah, I'm great, and someone else says that I suck. Well, who's right? <laughs> so, well, even in, you know, within families, you see siblings yeah. taking different paths and, you know, they had the same upbringing, but one took one path, another took the other, and they're very different people. So, mm-hmm. even within own families. So, yeah, we are individuals, we have our own blueprint. Yeah. There is a sense to our lives as well which I think, like you say, is comforting. Yeah, I love that. What's one of your favorite books, Cassandra? You mean... Um, In general, whatever. I always like to find out because I'm such a voracious reader. <laughs> I don't know, because I go through phases, I think. Yeah, what are you reading right now? Oh, at the moment, I'm reading one of Dr. Despoiser's books about how you can break your habits Oh, and really... I like he talks about, I mean, he goes into quantum physics and I don't know, I sound, I really I love talking that. about that. <laughs> I actually love talking about that. Because my son is actually of, of studying physics. And when I talk to him about it, he goes, mom, pseudoscience. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. say metaphysics. Yeah. <laughs> the metaphysical side of quantum physics. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And how, um, really that I I love it because he talks about you know our brains and how we work and how if we keep going around the same grooves our brains like um, neurologically we keep going through the same thoughts which create the same actions and which can you know cause us pain or unhappiness and how if we um we how we can uh, through things like meditation and changing our patterns and habits that we can change our lives and change who ourselves. And I find that very exciting. <laughs> I love that. Didn't he have an accident or something as well? And then he, he thought about himself back to health or I've watched some of his YouTube videos as well. And I think he's in um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in the movie What the Bleep Do We Know, which I watched in the 90s, and that was a transformational movie for me. And I think he might be in The Secret, too. I'm not sure. I think he is, yeah. I'm not sure of his backstory, but I do. I just love reading about the brain and meditation and how um, that we can, I guess, um, tap into our greater consciousness our super conscious yeah consciousness um, which you know some might call our soul our spirit and to operate from that space uh, rather than necessarily just um you know going along having having like the same thoughts the same action so that's what i'm a bit into at the moment mm. so looking at breaking my own habits and uh, one of them I really love, thank you, Lauren, for asking me on, because <laughs> part of my thing has been to really challenge myself and communicate and get out there. Mm. Um, so I'm sort of experimenting with these things in myself. I am a meditator and I do yoga. So that's over the past sort of four or five years, that's helped me to really reset yeah. and change yeah. my own um my well not just my body but how my emotions my mind yeah um so yeah that's the book i'm reading uh they're the kind of books that i find a bit sexy you know yeah <laughs> no but they are because that kind of stuff is cool i mean when i think about it why wouldn't you want to become the best version of yourself i mean you know what i've got on my uh i've got a pinterest board anyway Yep. I found a photo of a really fit looking woman. Right. And I, yeah. I have that photo saved because that's the kind of body that I want. So <laughs> I, I like look at her and I go, yeah. And then I go for my run and I just yep. imagine that I've already got that because I believe that, you know, I can transform my life and my body to be however it is. I mean, if you, I had, um, I'm still working through some knee pain, right? And one thing mm. I learned when I was 18 from the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know, is, you know, what you send energy to grows, right? Yeah, And so, right. and I was noticing for the last, you know, two weeks, oh, my knee hurts, you know, and, oh, hey, can I tell you about my knee pain for a minute, you know, random stranger? Not really, but, you know, basically that, that idea. And then I thought, no, I need to stop doing that. So I, I started actually just consciously sending love to it, and I drew some hearts on my knee to try to get it to you know, heal itself and slowly and surely it's, it's getting there. Well, that's, yeah, you're changing your brain pattern. You're yeah. making your mind think of something else. And I mean, what the mind actually controls pain in the body. It's, the pain's not coming from the knee. It's the message going to the brain. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Joe's work, I'll put some links to his stuff as well in the show notes, because I just sort of rediscovered him actually the other day, his YouTube videos yep. and stuff. So I have never read his books, but he's so articulate and passionate about what yeah. he's talking about that. Yeah. I'll definitely be sure to get a couple of his books as well, because I just think that you can have the best life possible if you just take responsibility completely to do it and it's on you. Yeah. But also I think the other thing that's important, Lauren, is when things aren't going well, sometimes that's the part of the process too, that yeah. we are not just in little individuals who can control the universe. No, it happens. We, we all affect each other. Yeah. So I think there's a danger too in um, believing that we are in control of everything. Well, we're not in control of other people. That's for sure. <laughs> because <laughs> no, that's true. Some things. Yeah. Because that can really make people feel horrible that, um, that it's their fault that they're in that situation or that it's sometimes it isn't it's it's to do with the collective a whole how everybody in that environment is um behaving mm. um so i don't i feel like it's a like the microcosm yes affects the macrocosm but also the macrocosm affects the the microcosm mm. so the individuals that can affect the bigger world but the bigger world is affecting the individual as well for sure and i will say though that everyone has a spark even if it's just a spark of resilience within them and the more that they absolutely they love themselves i think and focus on that as hard as it may be the more that will grow, I think. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think where we're, you know, in our lowest low, that we 
we do find that spark and it's amazingly powerful even usually at those times of crisis yeah that we can um have that realization and um in getting in touch with our power inner power yeah and spiritual existence yeah well we'll end it there um cassandra that's been a fabulous interview um i understand that you do you have offered generously thank you a 10 percent off reading for our listeners if when they contact you they put in the promo code the afterlight and i'll put those details in the show notes as well um cassandra just because i like to uh put you on the spot sometimes it would be fabulous sure. if maybe you'd come back on the show end of November, early December, and we can kind of recap everything that's happened in November and see sort of, you know, maybe we can oh, talk, talk to you a little bit about how things are looking for the next six months and you can be a, a featured guest on the show. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do that, Lauren. Yeah. I feel we have a lovely report. I've so yes. enjoyed today. Me too. Thank it's you been so wonderful. Much. Well, that's going to be great. So we'll see you know, what happens in a few months and um, yeah, where the world's at, I guess. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. See you soon. See ya. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review where you get your podcasts and be sure to share it with your friends. Thanks. Thanks.